This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. Here's your host, Mike Sedita. Good morning. Well, good afternoon, I guess it is now. Um, we are here with episode six of the Good Neighbor Podcast here in Pasco County. And I have the pleasure of uh, having on Larry Davis with Community Business Solutions. Larry, how are you doing today? Doing wonderful, Mike. Thanks for having me. Oh, so glad to have you on here. Let me take a quick second to tell everybody a little bit about what the Good Neighbor Podcast is, who we are, what we do, and how we do it. So the Good Neighbor Podcast started back in 2020 during COVID as a way to, uh, with social distancing that was going on, bring businesses into the community, uh, let residents get to know some of the services that are available to them out there. And how we do it is this very casual internet um, interview, informal interview process. So we're going to get going and talk a little bit about your business. And um, I'm lucky enough here in Pasco County, I am one the one and only uh, Good Neighbor podcaster in this uh, area. So uh, as the podcast has grown across the United States, I was fortunate enough to be able to secure the spot here in the Tampa market. And that brings us to our opportunity here with you, Larry. Tell me a little bit about your business. So Community Business Solutions, we're an IT company. And what IT means is the computers, cybersecurity, the virus protection, the malware, ransomware, uh, we also do phone systems for your office, you know, help you communicate more effectively with your clients. The goal is to take care of all that IT garbage that you don't understand, put it on our shoulders so you can focus on running your business. Outstanding. Yeah, all that IT garbage that nobody understands. It's all the the wires crossing and uh, phones ringing and computer computers crashing and you're the guy to call. Exactly. We, we uh, have our clients or all businesses. And it's being proactive so that you know that when something happens, because it will, because it's computers, you've got a team to call that we can respond quickly and remote on your computer from anywhere. Excellent. Excellent. So tell our listeners a little bit about your journey. I know you and I have spoken off air. You know, we, we've hung out a little bit, um, but your journey is very interesting and in how you, you fell into doing this as your career. Uh, yeah, fell into is actually a good word. So I was in the Air Force for five years and uh, got out in 90. Then I went to work for IBM for 20 years. And from there, I learned databases and computer computer repair. That transition from a part-time, one-time referral to a full-time job with employees. And then in 2011, my job went uh, to India. And I said, no problem, I'll take this part-time thing and make it work. So I've been running it as a full-fledged business since 2011, and I've got a great team to help me with that support. Awesome. And how, and <laughs> I know, like, I make a joke about the computer stuff. It's always asked the IT guy, and he says, well, did you try to reboot the computer? So tell me what would be a, a myth or misconception that you hear about being in that IT field that you can crack for the listeners here this today? Well, first, I'm going to say, why do we tell you to reboot? Because it works. <laughs> At least that is not a myth. That's fact. <laughs> that goes for your iPhone. That goes for the phone apps I was talking about. All of it. But a myth uh, just that you think you're too small to be bothered by hackers over in Russia. You're not. You're easy prey. You're low-hanging fruit. So you think that you're okay because you're a small business and it's just you and two or three other people. 
That, that's not the case. They figure your security is lower, so they'll come after you as well. So the big misconception is there is a lot of low-hanging fruit out there, and, and rather than trying to hack into the Pentagon like their uh, Mission Impossible, they're going to come after some of the small businesses and try to hold their data hostage. They'll, you're right. They'll come after you just as well. All right. So that's a that's a huge downer. It's a tough transition to segue into when you're not uh, preventing the black web from taking over our world. What do you do for fun? What are some of your hobbies and things you do when you're trying to break away from uh, all the, the IT and the data in front of you? Well, it's, uh, I like to ride. Uh, in my younger days, I did half Ironman. And so now I still like to get on the Sun Coast over uh, in, in Pasco and ride the Sun Coast up to Hernando County uh, on my uh, bicycle, not motorcycle. And then also now that uh, we moved into a new community, we golf, we get on a golf cart and ride two, three nights a week. Oh, you have you have pretty tricked out golf carts, if I remember correctly, right? Of course. I'm an IT guy. You have his you have his and hers golf carts still at this point? <laughs> we we downsized. <laughs> oh, you did. Good. You finally downsized and got rid of the the his or the hers, one of the two. The so his, now it's the his community. Is that's awesome. That is awesome. I'm going to have to get some pictures or something like that to, to include in this podcast when we get that, we get it all tricked out with the neon lights and the, the loud stereo system. So I know, um, you know, the funny thing about the, the, the golf cart thing is, you know, you, you got one and still had the other one. I wouldn't necessarily call that a hardship having his and her golf carts, but Tell the listeners a little bit about a hardship that you went through. I mean, obviously, your job getting taken out to India, that could be considered a hardship. But is there something that you can tell everybody where they can say, hey, listen, um, you know, I went through this and yeah, this is how I overcame it and how I came out the other side and made it work for me? Uh, probably one you don't know. But um, to get personal, my ex-wife walked out on me when I had a boy at two years old and twin girls six months old. Wow. So I had to... Well, I was working for IBM at the time, so I had to do a full-time job, no daycare, and no support uh, from fam family members. So I, I turned that to and to eventually met my wife now of 20-plus years, and uh, we have uh, two additions. So we have five kids total, and I did that while managing to run a business and um, and make sure everyone grew up successfully. Wow, Larry, that is... Um... That is super scary for someone who doesn't have, from someone who does not have any kids, uh, interacting with children in general at all ages is something that I find to be personally challenging at every level. Uh, but to have three uh, that young and to be able to take it on and then turn it into a starting five basketball team so that you have that when you're ready to, to go, that, that is amazing. I mean, bravo to you. That is super, super impressive. Uh, there is no control alt delete for that type of situation. You just have to basically uh, put your head down and, and go, right? I mean, it's it's feast or famine. You are just figuring out how to go on the fly. Yeah, exactly. And at that time, you could not afford, well, this time either, there was no daycare. To put three kids in daycare was not not within the IBM budget. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, that's definitely a challenge. That's definitely something you've overcome. And bravo to you. I mean, and and bravo to your wife. I mean, that's uh, uh, coming into a relationship with three kids. I mean, how old were your kids when you guys got together? Um, the twins were still in diapers. Wow. Yeah. And so, yes, correct. 
huge, I can't have uh, enough respect for the sacrifice she made to get involved with a single guy with three kids. Yeah, we're going to have to do a special a special shout out and spotlight to her uh, at some point or another because there's some award in there. I don't know what the award is, but there's definitely some award in there for your wife. Um, if there was any one thing, if we could convey to the listeners, like what do we need to know about community business solutions that um, that they that they'll be the one takeaway if they think of nothing else when they're thinking about your business. What's the one takeaway they have to have walking away from this podcast? What you want to have is a plan. So when you think of insurance, you get your homeowner's insurance, your auto insurance, and you hope you never have to call your agent. You hope you never have to make a claim. That's not the case in the IT world. You will have a problem. You will have questions and you will need the services. So as a business owner, you don't want to wait until there's a problem. You want to have a team in place that understands your business and can respond and react before to do preventative work and when you have issues. Because if you're trying to run a business, what's the cost of downtime if you can't access your computer or use your phone system? Yeah, you know, I tell people that all the time is figuring out what your personal value is. What Taking what you made for last year, dividing it by 52 weeks, or say you were lucky enough as an entrepreneur, this doesn't necessarily always happen, but say you were lucky enough to get two weeks vacation at some point. Um, divide your total pay by 50 weeks and then divide that by X number of hours in a week and figure out what your hourly rate is worth. And then every hour that your computer or phone system is down, how much money you're losing, how much money it's costing you. Uh, you can't, you know, I mean, you can put a price tag on that. There is a price tag for that. And it's, uh, you have to be up and running. You have to be fluid and, and you guys provide that service, which is, which is amazing, especially, you know, the big cost is if you're a big company, you know, you have an IT guy like you did at, at IBM, like or all these large companies have a staff of people that are administrators that do all this stuff. Small businesses, entrepreneurs, local roofing companies, um, real estate offices, they don't necessarily have that ability to have that kind of overhead. So that that's a great service for them to have to outsource to get to you. Yeah. And, and with that statement, too, the cost of having a full time person on staff would be overkill and not make financial sense. So if you outsource this, then you're you're being billed for just the services that you've agreed upon, as opposed to having someone sitting around with with nothing to do, making uh, making paying them not overpaying, but overpaying for the, needed, the amount of the service time. Needed. Yeah, yeah, the amount of time. And then, you know, you hope you don't have, I mean, I, the idea exactly what you're talking about is you, you hope you don't have those problems. And if you have a full-time administrator on there and they're resolving problems as they come up, yeah, that's great. But then you're paying salary and benefits and all that other stuff. So the way to go is definitely with a company like yours to have people come in. And, and the nice thing about what you do is you can live out in the middle of nowhere. No, you know, and I mean, not that it's the middle of nowhere, but you could remote into to everybody's computer and, and not have to be on site unless it's, uh, you know, unless you're probably wiring up a job, you know, a full-time phone system or something like that and doing hardware installs. But the, uh, the software stuff you could do all remote. Yeah, and we had one example. Um, a gentleman, a loan officer, was headed, had scheduled trip to Jamaica to play golf. But of course, loans don't stop and closings don't stop. He got to Jamaica, took his laptop, got stuck. I remoted onto his computer from Tampa to Jamaica and resolved his issue. He was able to close the loan, put people in homes, make his commission, everyone else make their commission. I told him next time, just take me. I won't even charge. He can just take me on his dime. I'll be there for him. Yeah, man. Yeah, Yaman, for yeah, sure. 
<laughs> All right. So I guess the million dollar question is, at least I hope it's the million dollar question for your business is, how do listeners hearing this podcast get a hold of you? What's the best way to contact you? How do they find out more information? Uh, well, my phone number, 813-522-5986. And for sales, I'm extension four. That's and, then, and then your you are your website? C like community, B like business, S like solutions, LLC.net. So CBS LLC.net. You had to throw that LLC.net in there. I have a feeling CBS would have came after you. I, I, uh, they might, yes, have, I they I might have been interested in that URL. Well, Larry, listen, I really do appreciate you coming on with me today. What um, we look forward, I look forward to seeing you on a regular basis, not so much to fix my computer, but maybe for a rematch at Pop Stroke, and uh, we'll play another round of golf <laughs> over there. But if you are trying to get your computer fixed or you need help with your network or your phone systems, definitely reach out to Larry at Community Business Solutions. And uh, we will see you soon, Larry. Thank you so much for being on. Appreciate you, Mike. Thanks for listening to the Good Neighbor Podcast Passcode. To nominate your favorite local businesses to be featured on the show, go to gnppasco.com. That's gnppasco.com or call 813-922-3610.